Before the world of Twitter and Instagram, the concept of an influencer um, didn't really exist. Yes, there were celebrities that did endorsements and there were big names that associated themselves with big brands. And that's been done since time immemorial. Since advertising was invented, uh, brands wanted to be associated with famous people. Famous people sell product. It's, that's the way it is. But then you've had this evolution of marketing and branding into a world where people are then famous in their own lunchboxes and not much else. But they become social media stars. And they became influencers. I'm not cynical about this or skeptical. Andy Rice did imply that he was a bit skeptical about this. Uh, tonight, we get to be looking at this in some detail because it's the How It Works feature this evening on what is an influencer. How does influencing work? Bronwyn Williams is a trend translator, whatever that is. She can tell us. And a future finance specialist at Flux Trends. A trend translator, uh, somebody who looks at trends and then translates them. I exactly, guess. Exactly. Aren't I clever? Completely. We explain to businesses what's going on with their consumers in the world around them. Yep. Okay. So you're a researcher into the world of consumers, consumerism, and what makes people tick, and Correct. then sell that insight into the corporate sector. Yes. We look at the intersection of consumer trends and then tech trends too, because that's where really everything is at the moment. Everyone wants to know what the next technology is that's going to what is the next change technology? their business and their lives. Well, it's all about AI at the moment, but we're not talking about that tonight. We're talking no, no, but about I want to, I'm, to I'm just having a fluid conversation, <laughs> do you mind? Absolutely. Um, but but you, you're talking about a trend that no, not yet exists. And I mean, uh, we, mm. the, the dear Deputy President the other day got himself in a bit of a fix when he was asked in Parliament to explain what is the Fourth Industrial Revolution and he sort of gagged a little, I think, he had that little feeling in the back of his throat um, as he realized that he couldn't. Because a lot of people talk a lot of rubbish about this fourth industrial revolution because it will come. It is here, but we're still kind of feeling the effects of the third, which is the computer. Yes, revolution. I think we all just a bit quick to label these things. Yeah. And it sounds it sounds great to sell tickets to your event, right? Talking about disruption and the fourth industrial revolution. But what we try and do is try and boil it down to the more simple things like what going on with social media or how can AI impact on your business today or just what is a blockchain? I mean, that's a question we ask quite often these days. All the time. But let's not go down that rabbit hole. Let's, let's talk about not. influence and influencers. What is an influencer? An influencer is a phenomenon that's evolved from our obsession with social media. And celebrity. Correct, yes. But an influencer can be anyone, as you said, someone that's famous for posting their lunch at lunchtime. So it's people that can be famous for famous sake, not just celebrities. And that's that's what's slightly different to your classic brand ambassadors that we were talking about earlier. Okay, so brands and brand ambassadors, we are familiar with those people. Those are people who've got some sort of credence within a community. They may be a top rugby player, top netball player, top hockey player. They may have swum really quickly. Um and be very good at it. They may be particularly good looking. That's they usually may, the one. <laughs> they, they're certainly very athletic and fit. And brands want to be associated with positivity. And they are positive role models generally. Well, I think it's it's slightly more crass than that. Brands want to be connected with eyeballs. And that is something that social media and digital marketing is able to give your today orientated marketing or branding department that needs to show engagement and likes and clicks and views in order to justify their own salary. And when you get to things like influencers and pay-per-click advertising, it's quite nice to go back to your boss and say, oh, our post or our product has been seen by X amount of people and this is all I paid for it. So I've got to 
actual quantifiable cost per view or cost per click that I but can justify e- it to the board. How effective it is doesn't really matter. It is the fact that I've had a high hit rate on the execution of the of the campaign. It may be awful and we may never get a sale out of it. Well, but that doesn't matter because we got the clicks. It depends on how you're managing your business, right? So yeah. if you are a marketing manager or an advertising agency that's being tasked with engagement above all else, then absolutely you want to go where the clicks are, where the eyeballs are. If you are working to return on investment or long-term branding, maybe your goals are slightly different. Where are influencers most prevalent? Uh, anyway, anywhere people are looking at their phones, but Instagram is really where the phenomenon has its epicenter. And then, of course, you've also got the YouTube crowd and Facebook, although Facebook has lost in prevalence. In fact, there was a study done in the UK that came out just last month, and they've showed that influencer fees for Facebook in particular have been slashed by two thirds. So that's obviously not the place to be building your community if you do want to cash in on this new home business opportunity. Okay, so you just raised a whole bunch of issues here. Um, Fees and your community. The idea being that you're famous for being famous. So you've got the YouTube kids who do game reviews and play their games on um, online and kids will watch kids play games and they'll go to YouTube and they will do that. YouTube seems to be the hotbed of real influence, uh, particularly amongst kids. It's definitely the next phase. I think um, Instagram is probably more for millennials who are kind of old like me now, whereas YouTube is definitely where it's at for the small kids. Like last year, there was that small boy from Ryan's Toys Review as his channel, and he managed to make 22 million US dollars I mean, from opening his presence. I've, yes. I felt desperately sorry for that poor child. We featured him on uh, Business mm. Unusual um, and I just felt that this poor kid was being abused by his parents. And child labor, he, right? And he was being <laughs> I mean, he was being manipulated. Um, and yeah, he was playing along because it was all fun and games and he was getting lots of cool toys and he's a good little actor and he's charming and everything else. But my goodness gracious me, it was an awful example of the, the world of influence. Crass consumerism, right? I mean, it's such as consumerist as you can get a kid opening expensive toys <laughs> so that other children can watch him. But it was working. It absolutely was working and that's the point. There's this big prize at the end of this. If you can gather your t- unto yourself an audience of people that are following you on your social media channel of preference, there really is a big prize at the end of that. So if you can make $22 million opening presents by just looking cute on camera, you can see why this is an attractive career prospect Especially in a country such as South Africa, we've got really high unemployment. This could be your Willy Wonka golden ticket out of poverty and into a very, very luxurious life if you get it right. Um, And those that get it right, get it right big. But there are millions more who never see the light of day. They never get the traction. They never get the followers. Maybe that's... Quite a lot like real life. Just Where like real life. In real life, certain people succeed and certain people rise to the top of their game and the rest simply plod along and some will fade into obscurity. It's a very similar phenomenon on- online. It's a high stakes game. So it's a winner take all scenario. The top of the heap, you've got the Kardashians, like you were saying, and the Beyonce's and Jay Z's of the world. The other Jay Z, not our one, who can pull a million dollars for a branded post. So that's that's like the gold standard of your super, super influencers. But at the other end of the scale, you've got people that even just have, say, you can have as few as a thousand 
followers on a platform like Instagram and some of your lifestyle brands will be interested in working with you and that's an achievable goal to get your foot in the door of the influencer trade more. Um, Instagram and I, I know a couple of Instagram celebrities um, and they <laughs> are constantly and annoyingly posing at every opportunity, wearing the outfit, uh, sucking in the cheeks um, and, and creating the opportunity. Oh, here I am at Gautrain, just born in Gautrain. Oh, here I am mm. getting off Gautrain. Here I am sitting, ignoring everybody while I do my makeup on Gautrain. Um, here I am going up the escalators. And they are completely obsessed with creating the brand image that will sell. And if it's your job, well, good for you if you're that committed to it. But, boy, it seems soulless. Uh, it is rather soulless because, first of all, you have to get people to like you. So it's just a straight-up popularity contest, which is tapping straight into the dark edges of the human psyche. <laughs> we want to rate each other and give each other scores and say who's the top and who's in the bottom. But at the same time, it creates perverse incentives, and you're picking up on it on it there where you're saying people are hashtagging themselves at car train or at a particular restaurant and what we could say there is that people are fishing for influencer money so there's this culture of fake it until you make it so you might have managed to scrape together a thousand or so followers but no brands are showing you any love so people are starting to actually pretend that they are being sponsored by brands in the <gasps> hope that they will get Real money from the brands one day. But of course, as a if you wanna, marketing manager myself, why would I want to pay you if you're doing it for free? Right? Exactly. <laughs> if you're going to do it for nothing, hold on a second. Why should I pay you? What was uh. the, it was a, oh, it's an old, <laughs> never think to bribe or twist the British journalist when you think what they will do unbribed, there's no reason to, or something along those lines exactly. th that applies to the world of influencers. We're talking influence and influencers and what is real influence and what is the hype and what is the trash that comes across as 99.999, frankly, percent of the dirge that you see online. Oh, I'm just going to my favorite burger joint. Well, you know, so much so that if you're going to say something nice about somebody, you almost have to hashtag it. This isn't a paid tweet. I'm just being nice about somebody because I had a great experience in a particular place. It takes the, and again, I think this is, the, you know, after innovation, the, the next most abused word is authenticity because authenticity has been used to a point where it's inauthentic. The garbage that is spewed by the social media claptrap. Sorry, I'm, we talk about influencers this evening on The Money Show. Bronwyn Williams is with Flux Trends, and we're talking about this phenomenon of influencers. Influencers have been around as long as social media. It's a decades-old phenomenon. My sense is that it's beginning. we're beginning to see through some of the dirt and the filth of the world of influencers. The fees. Talk to me about the fees, because the incentive is absolutely critical here to why people would sell their souls on social media to get the followers, to get the eyeballs, to get paid. Yeah, so, so with the fees in South Africa, we tend to earn a bit less. Our local influencers are definitely not earning what the American or British or European influencers are earning. But if you have even as few as a thousand followers on a platform like Instagram and you're quite good looking, you could consider yourself a nano influencer and get paid around 500 rand a post. Now that of course just escalates all the way up to the, the million dollars a post the, the Kardashians are pulling right now. And you get everything in between. 
And what they're basically doing to work out their rates is that the influencers will look at uh, what they call comparable magazine. So say they think that their aesthetic is quite similar to, say, an L magazine or a Cosmo magazine. They'll say, what's their rate card? What's that magazine charging for a CPM rate? And they will pitch themselves at that rate. They will pitch themselves? Yeah. So they will go to brand managers and say, I think I could be your superstar Tiger Oats Jungle Oats um, uh, influencer. I will get more people to eat Jungle Oats. I will pose with my bowl of porridge. I will do seven kinds of Jungle Oats every day and have yes. happy pictures of myself um, having Jungle Oats and then having an energetic day and people will buy into this idea and therefore that is worth a million rand a year to me. Um, so please will you pay? And, if you've got uh, enough people doing that, yeah. So and in fact she has a picture of me with your porridge already. So to show you the sort of creative I can produce for you as my <laughs> one man <laughs> Okay, but, but, but you've done it already and you've got a thousand followers and that's nice, but we're not going to help you. What happens when brand influencers go bad? Yes, yeah, so there's a subtrend that we've picked up called brand jacking. Well, that's what we're calling it anyway. And it's when these wannabe influencers or even very powerful influencers will go to a brand and say, unless you pay me money or Hire me as a brand ambassador, as an influencer, marketer. I will trash talk your brand. I will tell them how terrible your makeup is as opposed to how amazing it is. So this has become quite a big thing amongst the influencer community. And it's got so nasty that even influencers who have created their own makeup ranges or clothing ranges like the Jenners have done will find that people that used to support them, their former fans, will say, unless you sign me up as an ambassador now because I've supported you for these years, I will tell them that you are you know, insert whatever explicative you want to put in there and say you're a terrible person and your product is rubbish and we shouldn't follow you. Uh, and, I mean, are people worried about that sort of thing? I suppose if you accept the brand influences are a positive influence on your brand, you must accept that those people can also have a negative influence. Correct. Well, especially if your brand, your entire business is built on influence, then you're really sucked into and trapped within that community. But it is, I mean, that is, you effectively have your brand taken hostage. Yeah, that's true. But it's not just limited to the world of fashion and food and lifestyle. I mean, even politics got into it. At our last election cycle, the ANC was caught. Um, one of their media docs was leaked where they were working with a selection of curated influencers to um, put together a series of hashtags saying like the, the hashtag DA lies hashtag that was yes. going on around there. So there was, they were, they were employing a brand jacking strategy right there. They were hiring influencers as a corporate in order to yeah. <laughs> say things about the competition. So that's also going on another mm. subset of that. Uh, and, 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 and uh, what it immediately does is calls into question the integrity of the platforms and the messaging and whether or not it has any value because it may have value for a limited period of time um the white monopoly capital slogans uh, developed by those those nice londoners for example mm. had deep influence for a, a, quite a sustained period of time until gradually um we chipped away at at, at the fabric of that and exposed it all to be ge generated through through bot factories and bot through, factories, through, fake and through news. Fake, fake news factories. Exactly. So I think people are slowly starting to wake up to this. In fact, you could say that the whole influencer market has gone full circle with the advent of virtual influencers, which are literally just CGI computer-generated characters who are now pulling large amounts of money as 
influencers for other people's brands. So you could almost say it's it's quite ironic. <laughs> so they're completely authentic in being inauthentic. <laughs> um, how do people measure whether or not this form of marketing works? Well, it depends on what you are selling. If you are selling, say, shoes and you have an online store, it's quite easy to track the traffic coming sure. through from a platform like Instagram, especially with the new features they've got now, where you can actually sell directly through the post, where it'll say, click here to buy. They can track that. And um, they have seen that with nano-influencers in particular, those are the ones that have less followers, because the ones that have less followers are just statistically less likely to have bought their followers right. <laughs> and have a more real relationship with those people. They might not be too savvy to the game. Marketers are pulling in the US when they're working with the right ambassadors, something like $6.50 to every $1 they invest in an influencer campaign. So that's obviously you have to get the right product for the right channel for the right message. But if you are flogging lipstick or shoes, you can start to see how the, the Jenna empire has been built using those tactics. It's brilliant. It's, it's very smart. For some. For some, most yeah. of it though is rubbish, right? Yeah, there's quite there's <laughs> okay. quite a lot of there's quite a lot of everything in between. <laughs> uh, well, what you did there also um, is tell us about the fakes. I mean, you told us fake it till you make it, but how much fraud is there in this game? Because if you are going to lie about your followers, if you are going to lie about your fans, you are committing fraud because you are misrepresenting facts. Yes, that's true. So. The challenge up to date has been to track how you can even know that your influencer that you've hired because he has 100,000 followers is actually lying to you. How, how can you actually tell that his followers are bots? So we've seen companies come up. There's an app called Likewise, another one called Silo, and they help brand managers and marketing managers to discern how much of the follower and engagement of the influencer campaigns is authentic and how much is being done through bots. So now that you can at least identify who the, the, the criminals are there, you can take action against them. So likewise picked up one of the top influencers in the UK who had 96% fake followers on her account. So the, it's, it's rife. But at the same time, now that we're starting to get that data, we're starting to see agencies like your Consumer Protection Acts and your Advertising Standards Authorities around the world Cracking down on the influencer industry and saying things that like disclosure is, is important. You are selling a media channel. You have to be honest about what you're actually selling or the brands can start pushing back at you. And also they are starting to insist that if posts are promoted, they need to be accompanied by a hashtag or some sort of notification that says this is a sponsored post or it is advertising. And there was even a case with the Federal Trade Commission last year where the Securities Exchange Commission got involved with Floyd Mayweather and a DJ in the US too for not disclosing that they'd been sponsored by an ICO, you know, uh, one of those cryptocurrency right, okay. listings. They hadn't revealed that they'd been paid by the company to tweet about it and they were actually charged with $700,000 fine. So they are, we are starting to see some crackdown. But, but, but on in the South Africa, we're highly vulnerable to being manipulated by people whose identities we may or may not know, um, whose brand presence we may trust, um, who then sell us down the river because we don't have the sort of regulation that will offer us any kind of protection. Not yet, but the, our Advertising Standards Authority has also insisted that it is actually against their standards to be taking money from a brand and not disclosing that when you are publishing it on your platform because they're seeing your social media feed as a 
as a publication. So they, they think that people should be, should be able to complain or lay complaints against that. And what is the trend? I mean, is this a dying industry or is it a thriving, growing, ever present, likely keep torturing us in perpetuity industry? Well, maybe not for forever, but uh, it's not going away anytime soon. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> you have to live with it for a bit. <laughs> it's projected to actually almost double up till next year. They're talking about like a $10 billion industry where that's how much money is being moved around into influencers' hands. Yeah, so it, you have to work with it or get used to it's it It's so a while, interesting. Yes. When you see somebody on social media doing something out of character, um, and just the other day I saw somebody promoting something and went, that's not them. <laughs> and then you immediately go, oh, they've sold out. They have sold out. Well, you, you if you concerned. want to stop it, just start unfollowing all those people because that's the way the market works. But right? they're normally quite interesting. <laughs> ah, there's the, there's the rub. <laughs> ah, now that's why you feel, you feel wounded and, and overburdened by the fact that people that you think are safe can't be trusted. Bronwyn Williams, thank you very much for coming in. She was with Flux Trends, a fabulous insight this evening. How it works, the world of influence and influences and the multiple levels of, levels, levels of deceit and deception.